This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time? Is this the start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive into this episode with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we strongly recommend that you scroll up to the start and uh, hit episode one. If you're feeling brave though and just want to dive in, don't let us stop you. Here at JSI, we unpack all the jargon and confusing bits. We hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating and we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Excited for this episode. Also a little thrown. Uh, People watching on YouTube would have just seen you violently throw something out of your pocket (laughs) halfway through your intro. Yeah, sorry. I guess that's when you know you've got it really down pat. I just needed to get comfortable. Fair enough. Yeah, which but, uh, we are. But I'm excited for this episode because we're joined uh, by someone that we know very well, mm. um, but he's, we also have just come off an episode on dollar cost averaging, mm. uh, and he's also the best dollar cost averager I know. So um, wow, that's big. N- no one better to come in and talk about it after last week's episode. That's it. It is our pleasure to welcome to the studio the Equity Mates Quizmaster. Yeah. DJ extraordinaire. The best, uh, one <laughs> half of the iconic Canberra DJ duo, House Arrest. House Arrest, uh, many other things. Flynn, welcome. Thanks, boys. Good to be here. <laughs> Good mate, we should say. I should say. have listened yeah. to that episode. I didn't know about that. Which episode? Yeah, well, the DCA episode. Well, uh, I should to, just listen to some of to, r- to pull the curtain back, we actually are going to record the DCA episode <laughs> after this. So. Oh, right. right. <laughs> but Spoiler in terms alert. of when it's released, this will be the week after. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we should say that the Flynn is also my housemate and the other half of House Arrest was the one and only Bryce Lesky. Thank so. you. And we're back. Yeah, was. It's not past tense. <laughs> yeah. We're back. You're back. Yeah, if anyone needs a 21st, 30th, <laughs> probably more 30th paid, yes. call my yeah. number. Um, we'll put your give, number in show notes. Do you want to give, <laughs> <laughs> give the 30-second elevator pitch? On what? For like, House Arrest? Yeah, you get in the elevator with someone planning their 21st. What do you say? Uh, we'll do it for free. <laughs> that's good. That's pretty compelling. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. And we'll dress up. Yeah. Yeah, I can confirm Flynn will dress up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't necessarily be on the theme of the party. <laughs> but you'll be the most dressed up person yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so Flynn, um, we love sharing community stories and I've uh, we've known you since the start of university back in 2011. I think I've lived, what did we work out? I've lived with you for seven years in total or seven something or crazy, seven ten. or eight years of knowing yeah. you for 10. Uh, and within those years, we've discussed a lot about investing and uh, 
um, sorting out our money and that sort of stuff. So in this episode, we're going to chat with um, Flynn about how he's approaching his investing journey, um, how he's the DCA king and uh, a bit of, a bit about NAB Equity Builder and property and just random thoughts on investing in money. Mm, NAB, NAB Equity Builder, even though NAB keep telling us to stop talking about Equity yes. Builder, but we're going to do it again. Because <laughs> their phones are going off the hook. <laughs> they've got too many applications and they can't take any more and they've got a big wait list. So they're like, just stop talking about it. <laughs> so Flynn, we always like to start with a true or false game to give us a sense of um, how you think about uh, investing and how you started. So first one, true or false, your very first investment has been your most successful. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, are these strict true or false questions or is there a bit of like- You can do whatever you want. Yeah, how much yeah, great, how much ab- great no, absolute, no, well, for this one, it's an absolute no-no. I think the first one- well, the first one I did, because my dad, as you know, my dad sort of got me into investing. Yeah, yeah. So the first one I did, definitely not. It would have been something like ICAR Asia. I remember ICAR Asia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are currently under, they're in like currently going under a scheme of arrangement, which is, I think they're being acquired, which isn't bad. So it's still listed? Still listed. You still it's still there, it? but like $1,000 turned into like 180 But you yeah. know, I've, I've never actually sold anything. Yeah. So I've never actually <laughs> you've never made a so- loss. Yeah. You've never sold anything. Yeah, no, this is what uh, I... Only, only sold some, uh, I've sold some like Rays and yeah. spaceship stuff. Yeah. Because I kind of use that like a bank sometimes. Yeah. But I've never sold anything that I've actually bought. I want to unpack this because it's like... That is why he's the DCA king. <laughs> yeah, and I want to talk about it later. It's like... It's whatever investment goes into your portfolio, it's like the keys are thrown away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It is <laughs> true, like part. coffee cup or like bottom yeah, drawer yeah. investing. Yeah. yeah. I've sold some crypto a while ago. Okay. Yeah. So that was the first you made, but the very first stock that you were in. Yeah, it would have been AFI. Yeah. Like my dad was getting me into AFI quite a while ago. Australian. Um, sorry, yeah. Australian, Australian Foundation, Foundation Investment, the yeah. LIC. Um, and that just sits there like a rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> doing um, um, dividend reinvestment. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I bought it a few times, like I piled into it a bit more off the back of him having got me some in uni and then it didn't actually go up for like six years. Uh, it yeah, actually okay. went down and then oh, didn't go up. That's the- but now it's back above where I'd bought it then. But it's still that's still something to just own forever. Yeah. Like you're not buying and selling that all the time. No. Nice. Yeah, no. So my actual first investments that I bought were complete... Um, rubbish but I still have them <laughs> we all have that story yeah not as bad as yours yeah oh well a thousand dollars into 180 is pretty it's close, yeah, but close. I, didn't, I didn't sell I haven't crystallized well, I, well. I didn't sell either oh, I, got, okay. I got forced to sell when Slater True. and Gordon cleaned up their shareholder register <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> um so next true or false question uh true or false you had a strategy in place before you got started no not at all uh, as much as my dad had sort of told me about dollar cost averaging and things like that, I was like, yo, like what's Alan Kohler of mm. all people or the intelligent investor or even like the Motley Fool, what do they reckon I should buy? Mm. And then I would buy that. And then every time I would accrue, you know, the minimum 600 or 1,000 or whatever, I would just buy a different one. Yeah. And you just do that 10 times, no strategy at all yeah, other yeah, than yeah. listen to someone else. Or like what if you guys are talking about something like Bega, Cheese, Bellamy's, all this. The strategy was basically like, if you hear something, buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ren still does that every episode. (laughs) Here's something, buys it. I do that now, but it's with crypto. And (laughs) it's the one, like, like I do all this discipline dollar cost averaging but recently I've just been like a Facebook status and I just go and buy that crypto no, well, <laughs> like, that's probably all the DD you need for a lot of crypto <laughs> exactly yeah it's a little bit different but yeah no strategy at all 
I'm um, just I'm just realizing we went through a real dairy phase when we were at uni. Bigger yeah, cheese, A2 yeah. milk, Bellamy's. Bellamy's. It's the yeah. same time I got on soy milk though, and I realized oh. that I wasn't meant to drink milk, so I don't know what By maybe what that's why know. they haven't gone yeah. so well since. Everyone's realized they need to drink almond and oat milk. Uh, true or false, investing is as hard as you thought it would be. Yeah, so this is a grey area one. I think uh definitely not the act activity of investing yeah. is not like the act of doing it. it's very simple to mm-hmm. do like you can find a broker very easily now and things like spaceship and those sorts of things are simple but like depending on what strategy you want to do i think it can be harder than people expect like actually doing your own research on companies requires a lot of time and effort yeah and taking that individual company approach and making your own valuations and not just going off morning stars um ratings or something yeah is difficult or it's time consuming yeah. at the very least. And I think some people, this is what I did and what I was just describing, didn't take that seriously. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I can just build a portfolio myself based off recommendations. Mm. So that's not to say investing is difficult. The activity is very easy to get into, but going with open eyes about how much time yeah. you have to do. And I've come to the reality that I don't have the time or not the time, like the wherewithal to do that, which is why i just pile into ETFs. And yeah, 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 completely. Like I've agree. figured out that that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in, not not interested enough, but not interested enough to like deep dive on. Yeah, it. yeah, One, yeah. Hundred percent. Well, we were talking to a fundy the other day over in New York, and he was explaining his research process for stocks that he buys, and he said that for some of the stocks he puts in between three to four thousand hours of research mm. into a particular stock and I'm just sitting there going. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he's a no. funny and that's his, yeah. <laughs> Bryce made the joke, I don't spend four minutes. <laughs> and I don't think he re- the guy really paid yeah, the, the joke. Yeah, the trade takes four minutes. <laughs> Although maybe not so yeah, much. Yeah, but like it's it's a very valid point and one that I think, um, yeah, a lot of people get burnt doing that. You've you've got to um, have the time to and energy to put into um getting into a stock, but then also like keeping track of your portfolio. That's yeah, the yeah, that's yeah. the big thing. Rebalancing. And just also like, okay, I bought this and this was the thesis and it's been in there for two years. I should probably check on that and just figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, there's well, there's something to be said for not doing that. Mm. Yeah, well, you do it every now and then, of course. I remember we were, I was using your dad's Motley Fool back at uni. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think he has it anymore. I, no, I've been meaning to let him know to listen. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to let him know to listen to your... Um, to your podcast where Scott. you interviewed Scott. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I'd be keen, yeah. So uh, final one, you, we often hear that uh, investing is like gambling. That's a common thing, a common misconception we believe. But true or false, investing is like gambling. Another grey area one, maybe I'm reading too deeply into this, but this is the whole like how you define investing. Like the activity of buying stocks and things can be like gambling. Oh, but like- a lot of people wouldn't call that investing. You mean the activity of buying stocks in terms of like going Or like online. buying crypto and stuff. Like it depends if you consider that investing. Well, So it can be like gambling. You have a track record of underperformance when it comes to gambling. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Trump. Yes. If, if my it, parents ever hear this, I don't gamble. No, no. <laughs> no, we actually, I, <laughs> we actually got you oh, to gamble. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you have such a bad track record yeah, that yeah. when it looked like Trump was going to win in 2020, we got you to put a bet on because we knew you weren't going to win your bet. And he lost. <laughs> and he yeah. lost. Yeah. yeah, true. I bet. So in your yeah. eyes, is gambling, is your investing journey the same as? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. No. But there's st- like these recent crypto things. That is of a course. gamble. But I, I, you'd approach, it can be like that. But mm. 
it's good to, if you can segment your investing that's long-term and not like that, and yeah. then if you have a little portion of your portfolio that you want to take punts on, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Shiba Inu is a funny name for a coin or whatever, <laughs> uh, it's good to be able to let off some steam that way mm. because if you have it structured like that, at least I find I'm not missing out on that sort of silliness, mm. Um, mm. but I'm doing it with like a tiny bit of my money, yeah. not all of it. So I think it's important for people to know that investing can be like gambling and so you should just sort of give a portion. 100%. That. But, yeah, that yeah, terrible record of what, – what was – oh, Brexit. It was, yeah, Brexit, 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 Brexit and, and then it happened. Brexit bet against Hillary, <laughs> yeah. losing. Bet against Trump initially. Yeah, so it's my it's, fault, everyone, all of these things. I think it's a political gambling. You should just stay away. Oh, and then other time I thought that I knew who was going to win The Bachelor, and then, it, it. And then no one won. And no one won. It was, it was the first draw. time in history that it was a draw. No, but he just said no to both. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I got the inside scoop. And that was classy. Oh, that's funny. So let's go back to the start of your journey. You you mentioned your dad uh, encouraged you to get into AFI, and then um, talk us through how that happened, and then how you have got to figure out the eye care or eye car or whatever it was wasn't the, the way that it was going to work. My dad actually tried to get me into it a lot younger uh, and he would say, like, I don't even, like low teens, even younger potentially, because he used to, you know, play around with it a lot or still does. And it was like, oh, what's a company you're interested in? Oh, Billabong, you're wearing Billabong board shorts. Do you want to buy some? And I think we actually did go through that process, but I don't know where that stuff sits now. But, Imagine if but, you just have a stockpile of stocks that you're unaware yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's the case, but I remember having those conversations when I'm like, you know, 12, 13, but I just wasn't interested. Mm. But he like tried and mm. was like ASX show market game and stuff like that and not Dolomites, but whatever the St. George, there was some St. George equivalent, uh, but I just wasn't interested. Yeah. I'd, you know, I was a teenager. I was yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. would I want to do anything so sensible? But so that sort of fell by the wayside and then... At around uni time, like when we were all talking about it more, I re-engaged with it then. Mm. We already spoke about how I figured out iCar and things like that weren't the best options because I realised that I wasn't actually doing any of my own DD. Yeah. I was just going, what's this investor service that's paid for? You're getting emails and things like mm. that. And I, you just go in there and you read a little bit of a blurb that it wasn't Alan Cole necessarily. I just know he started yeah. whatever that intelligent investor but you read that and you go, oh, I know everything about this company now. And it says we should buy. Yeah. And it sells that the um, the target price is this much more. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Why obviously. would you not do that? And <laughs> my dad's paying however many hundreds of dollars for some subscription. It's yeah. got to be right. But I did that three or four times and they're all duds, I think, except maybe one. <laughs> did you um, tell Alan? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, but he always says he's, he's just a journalist. He's not true, a true, so, true. Uh, and then, yeah, I just did that. Oh, and I'd, you'd sort of do a cross section that you go, oh, if Motley Fool's talking about it and this other thing's talking about it and Morningstar says it's good, it's a no brainer. Yeah, but yeah, it's just, yeah. it's obviously complete garbage. I'm sure sometimes it's correct. But I just did that and it didn't work. There's probably a. A web, like an algorithm you could build that does that, that like looks at all yeah. these subscription services and tracks how much they're being spoken about. Yeah. And how wrong they are. Well, no, that's probably a good buy signal though because there's probably people like Flynn who are signing up to those true, services true. who are like, oh, they're speaking about it. True. But yeah, just figure that out by uh, like arbitrage basically or attrition rather. Like just kept getting things wrong and I was like, well, this isn't making any money. Mm. And then I said, oh, hey, Dad, what's that DCA thing that you... 
used to talk about, like constantly just putting things into things like AFI and other stuff like that. And then so I, I looked at that. And then it, that's actually when ETFs started coming to the fore, I think. Yeah, like, early early uni for us was when they so started. So literally really perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. And then because up until that point there's LICs but they don't have the same thematics as they do now mm. um, and they're all quite boring. Mm. Mm. Like there's obviously more LICs that are themed now. Yeah. But so then it was just a bit of a no-brainer to go, oh, well, if I'm interested in this thing but I don't have the time or the wherewithal to choose a company – you know, beta shares or whoever has a whole ETF that tracks the top 20 of that. Yeah. So you just buy that. So I'm interested, if you go back to that time, you lost money on a number of shares. A lot of people at that point would throw in the towel and say, investing isn't for me. I'm going to spend the next 10 years saving up for a house. Like in your mind, like why did you stick with it? Why did you decide I can turn this around? I keep talking about like my parents, but I just, because they're in their like 60s or whatever and they'd always done it. So I knew it was a thing. Like I knew it was possible mm, mm. and I knew there was, I'd been doing it a certain way and there was other ways to do it. So, well, basically I just tried a different, a second way. I tried one way, it didn't work. Yeah. And I knew there was another way, so I tried that and it worked. Nice. But um, I don't know, maybe innocence is bliss. Like I was <laughs> ignorance rather. I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, whatever, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, it, which is funny, interesting question though because at uni you don't have any money. No. Yeah. So to decide yeah. to use what little money you have to do that yeah. Um, was, yeah, an interesting choice having lost it all. I think there was, reflecting on it, it was definitely a break. Like there was definitely a while where I was like, well, just feeling like I've been hit, kicked in the shins yeah, yeah. by all these losses. So I waited a while before doing it again, before yeah. going that other path. Yeah, nice. But yeah. In terms of resources that helped you, um, obviously you used a bunch of those subscription services and they maybe helped educate you, but they don't sound like they were super helpful. Uh, were there any resources that were helpful in terms of learning about DCAing and you know getting you on that second path? I Google, like yeah. things like Investopedia, I think is probably the only one I can recall specifically. Like these days, I don't look at it much, but there's things like Aussie Firebug or whatever who do aggregate a lot of this information. You guys are doing it now, but you didn't really exist then. So otherwise I would have looked at you guys, I swear. Uh, we but, existed in your life. But, uh, we just didn't exist on the internet. Yeah, but you didn't know. You, know, you knew <laughs> as little as I did. Or less, less even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Google. Like I didn't necessarily get any books or anything. I don't think Barefoot was around, for example. like Barefoot would have been around, but Bryce made all of his friends commit to not reading well, it. Well, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> but um, I would just Google stuff. Like you Google terms and I don't know which pages or even like Wikipedia and stuff like yeah, that yeah. and you just find out about it and then those those resources were good for it, reading about markets, I think, getting into reading about markets. But then otherwise like AFR and things like that, which not necessarily directly correlated with what I was buying but just the interest in the market. Mm. And like my dad's always been like, oh, we got to watch the finance at the end of the 7, seven o'clock news. Everyone's like, all right, can we change the channel now? And he's like, no, no, Alan Cohen, ha, <laughs> how good's that joke? <laughs> like, it, was always, it was always like the markets and pricing and everything yeah, was always sort yeah. of there. But so reading all these, all that sort of resources, even just the news yeah. was a good in. Oh, and Reddit actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reddit's still a good place if you're just like throwing around an idea to just jump on and be like, oh, other people are throwing around the idea and then there's a few smart asses who just shut it down mm. or people validate your idea, which is obviously not a reason to make a decision, Yeah, mm. but it's a good, good spitballing yeah. exercise, yeah. yeah. 
So you introduced me to Acorns, now known as Rays, um, back at Clement Street. I remember that. What's your current setup with platforms at the moment? How do you do? You still use them? You've mentioned Spaceship. Yeah, it sounds like you're putting me out there as this guy's got like this sort of simple DCA process. <laughs> Here we go. Like how good's that? But it it really snowballs. I, I kind of have a finger my finger in a lot of pies. <laughs> Some may say it's too many. That bloke who always posts on your um Facebook group with his impressive ETF cross-section stuff. Mark, yeah. Mark. He'd can't, have a conniption have. looking at my setup because of the crossover. <laughs> like, so let's see. I use Rays. I use Spaceship. I use Superhero for both my Super and now I've just moved it to my, like, normal trading thing. Yep. And I use the Equity Builder platform so that everything's held on a, a trustee there. And I've still got my Macquarie... Um, trading thing with some stuff sitting in there that I just haven't moved across. And then I've got two different crypto brokers. <laughs> one uh, because it's the lowest. There's there's a rationale behind yeah, most yeah, of these yeah, things. Yeah. One of the crypto things because it's the lowest um, brokerage yep. and then the other one because it has a thing where you lock, because I don't want to sell any of it, you lock it and it, you accrue interest on it. Oh, oh you, like, you like stake it? Uh, you just sit it in there and if you can't touch it for 40 days and it accrues 4% per annum. That's Interesting. not bad. Yeah, Interesting. Good. I think it's Do you Australian. use Bamboo? No. Uh, I don't know. Is Bamboo... Is Bamboo's the Ray's equivalent of crypto. Oh, oh yeah. Crypto. Sorry. No, I, I knew about that and I should because I DCA into crypto. Yeah. All of the, yeah, all of those things are basically just a way to facilitate DCAing. What's the platform where you get the 4% product? Zipmax. Zipmax. Never heard of it. Neither. It's pretty nifty. Yeah. Only It's pretty new Australian one. I think there's like a global version of it. But you can lock it, or you can lock it for on a daily basis, and it yeah. accrues a smaller amount of interest. Yeah. Can you lock it for? Can a, you lock it for longer than forty days? No, there's just that's the peak. Okay. But they have their own coin, and if you just buy, this is so weird. Me on the podcast <laughs> talking about crypto because I know nothing about it. I've just nothing about it, so no one listened to this. But they have their own um, house coin, basically, okay. and that can get up to twelve percent interest. It's a oh, native coin, I think this is called, which is just their branded coin. So who knows if the value go up or down? But if it stayed stagnant, it would be 12% better than cash, for example. Wow. Wow. Yeah. There, there you go. go. Well, I think the takeaway is that just like many people who start their investing, there's platforms everywhere. There is platforms coming out the wazoo. Uh, I need to consolidate a little bit more. I, I think the takeaway for me is that Flynn is the example of not letting perfection be the enemy of the good. It's like there's <laughs> no... Love I love that. It. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good so, saying. No, it's I so agree applicable with it. when we talk about investing platforms because so many people get stuck at this point. But like you, uh, I'm the same. Like we, you can you open up a new one because there's no cost to have the old one just sitting there while you try something new. Yeah. And the important thing is getting into the market. Yeah. Like you could pick the worst platform out there. Getting into the market is still worth. It just as long as you track them and don't forget about them. Yeah, don't forget about. <laughs> them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Although done that, that in is the past. true, set and forget investing. But you, you could, could just get forget old and a just platform. forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, mate, we're not that old. Like, come on, we've got a while to go. But yeah, it depends on fees. Like it's different to super because super's got fees accruing regardless of what's going on. But most of these things don't have any fees that aren't just balance based. Mm. Yeah. So you're yeah. accruing yeah. a fee wherever it is. There's a couple that have. Uh, 
inactivity phase, which I think is is all these are active, dude. Automated DCA, true, constant true, activity. True. It's like Homer in The Simpsons with the thing tapping the keyboard. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I do want to take this opportunity quickly. You mentioned Mark there, who's in our Facebook group, great contributor, and uh, he actually has been nominated as one of the community members of the year for our Equity Mates Awards. Oh, nice. So uh, we need to just give a shout out to our uh, community that the awards are open for nominations. This is the last week that you can put in nominations and then we'll be getting a list of finalists. We've had plenty of nominations come in. We're looking for community mem- member of the year, expert investor of the year, business leader or CEO of the year, platform of the year. We're speaking about a plenty of platforms now and also uh, the ETF of the year. And so fill out the form. It'll be in the show notes and we'll have a bit of an awards ceremony later this year. And we yeah. should say, if you like the Equity Mates Saturday quiz, Flynn writes that every week. So yes. maybe you nominate him for True. Equity oh, Mates absolutely. Community Member of the That's Year. That's actually a good point. Well, yeah. um, now everyone knows that. Until then, there was no way they could nominate well, you, no, him. No, you introduced him at the start of the episode as the quiz, quiz master. master yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Flynn, the I quiz better master. get on the Facebook page and... And nominate myself. Yeah. Do a bit of a yeah, election cam- run. Campaigning is allowed. Oh, true. <laughs> true. Yeah. Paid advertising and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it'll be a good chance to tie in your investing goals with the strategy that you're going about it. So um, let's take a quick break and to hear from our sponsors and then we'll jump into that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So we've uh, brought you in, Flynn, as the DCA king. Um, let's start at the level before that, though. Like, what, what would you define as your investing goal? Uh, I'm probably in a bit of a state of flux with that at the moment. Uh, when we first started, I say that because we sort of started at the same time. Like during that period, I made these arbitrary goals of like um, I wanted X amount in a portfolio by X age, yeah. which are completely arbitrary, like – they weren't yeah. based on mm. any anything in particular other than it sounds sounded nice. Yeah. Or I was like, and and then I reverse engineered that, and I was like, that's feasible and slightly ambitious. So I, that's how I found it. But nothing more complex than that. But then other than that, I don't nothing beyond at this stage beyond just using it, using all of the cash that I don't need to grow more cash in order to enable me to do things later in life. Yeah. Basically, to yeah. be able to pay things. For example. We'll talk about property because I have the luxury of not wanting to have a property right now. I can use the stock market to create more cash to in order to buy a property in three to five years. Because if you don't have that horizon, that doesn't really work. But other than that, not really. Like I guess you could say at some point you want to have enough money to draw on to send your kids to a school if you want to send them to a school that costs money or other things like that. Like I'm talking about very traditional like housing and school stuff but I don't really have more uh, refined goals Mm. than that at this stage it's something that I need to I need to go through and do a consolidation and a rebalance Mm. and a goal setting exercise well I don't need to but I should and I haven't done that for a long time and it's probably something that I want to do probably next year but beyond that it's at the moment it's just accumulate more wealth to be able to facilitate 
doing, you know, whatever you want to do mm. at a later date. Yeah, I think I'm lucky that I don't feel in any rush to do anything in particular, especially property-wise, because I wouldn't be able to do that if I wanted to buy a house in like a year because yeah. you just you can't use the stock market for such a short-term sort of wealth um, accumulation. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so not really any goals beyond just general wealth building. Well, that's a goal. It is, but, yeah, it's not as specific as it probably should be. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not no goal. So let's talk about dollar cost averaging. You don't need to tell us specifically, you know, what you're dollar cost averaging into, but yeah. talk us through the um, the broad strokes of what you do, you know, how many assets, how regularly, um, yeah, give us the give us the high-level view. Yeah, still, so it's probably uh, over-diversification to some extent. So dollar, use the daily and weekly into, like, things like uh, raise and spaceship. Daily. Daily for raise because I used to do it. I used to do it as like oh, I wasn't buying coffees, so I put five bucks a day in or something. But now oh, I just yeah. like the idea of. So they go hand in hand. So I don't buy a whole lot of individual ETFs through a brokerage that much these days because of the equity builder thing. Yeah. Because I've maxed that at the wazoo. So the <laughs> repayments. Oh, you, you might... did. You did ETFs for equity builder. Yeah. I, well, I wanted to take out the the managed fund aspect of it and just go back to basics of yeah, like, okay. bang, the leverage um, that I'm getting through it will may outweigh any performance, outperformance that someone else might get. Yeah, yeah. And it removes any risk at it from okay. my mind. It's just a simpler yeah, sort yeah, of thing yeah, for me to yeah. do. Now that I used a lot of the free cash that I would have otherwise used to use brokerage to buy individual ETFs or whatever, for the equity builder, I like the idea because that happens monthly of having weekly and daily DCA, like really like, constantly going in there's just a constant flow of money going in so that's how i use those things and then every two weeks uh crypto gets bought because the brokerage is a lot higher on that i figured out i was doing it daily and that without interrogating anything and then i looked and i was like i'm just burning through (laughs) brokerage fees so it didn't really work that's why i should probably look at bamboo and is it all automated even the buying uh all automated except equity builder because you've got to do paperwork, like literal paperwork for that. But that's you actually buying a position. Oh, sorry, actual... automated other than buying. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, uh, so with... other than the actual putting money into equity builder, um, the, the repayment of that is monthly. And yeah, that's, that's all. Automated. Everything other than me having to sign some forms to do a new drawdown on equity builder or something, everything else just happens yeah. by itself. Mm. Even the purchasing of the crypto? Yeah. You just have you have buy orders just set up, and then I've oh okay yeah. I see yeah, oh, and then the other thing because I use this other like savings version of the crypto the other platform I have to manually transfer that yeah but otherwise everything just churns and burns wow it sounds like I'm great with money I'm not that good with money you know me like I can have a serious blowout sometimes <laughs> of just spending way too much but isn't money. this your way of protecting that that's exactly what I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's almost over engineered but it's a good way of making it so that there's just not money there to just be to fly, fly out the door. So there's three platforms that are automated that... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and the other thing that's manual is, and Spaceship, if you're listening, you need automated investing. I've been told by someone at Spaceship that they're doing it. Okay. Because of the, my super, which is the one thing, if I could choose anything to be automated, it would be that. Yeah. Which is yeah, what yeah. I did like when it was with a fund. You just, that is literal set and forget. Yeah. But now that it's there, with... There is an option. You mean superhero? Yeah. Sorry, superhero. What yeah, did I say? You spaceship. said Spaceship. Yeah. Superhero, there is an option to 
automate it. You choose like six ATFs and the proportions that you want them to be invested in and it will just go. Okay. Or well, the, the other option that. is the self-directed one. Oh, I'm doing self-directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's That's like two choices when you set it up. Um, there's, there's No, I mean in the self-directed, I want to be able to, when the money goes in from my employer. You just want to be able to say like these individual these stocks. Are, this is what stuff. it buys. Because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like going in and looking at my super. Yeah. Well, so there is an option for you if you don't want to go and look, but the choice is just six ATFs to choose from. Yeah, I don't want that either. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, Superhero mid- is probably brand. listening. So Superhero, take that feedback on board yeah. and, and action it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, effectively, yeah. Three automated. How did you work out what the right amount to put in all of these is? I work backwards from how much money I get from work every month. And how much money do you get every month? (laughs) (laughs) Not enough. Uh, No, I I work back from how much do I need. I was terrible at budgeting literally until maybe like two years ago. Or like when I say terrible, I just didn't do it. And Mm. then I went, how much do I need... um, to for day to day and etc all of you know i budgeted basically and then what was left i went okay how much do i want to put into xyz yeah and then every time you get a pay increase or a bonus or whatever i try and do it similarly to whatever that split is yeah but often you get carried away and just buy some something completely different like crypto but i try and keep it at whatever the proportions that it's automatically doing if there's any any extra cash Mm. that it just goes out in Mm. the same way nice yeah Flynn, I want to close out this convo around property because it's something that we've spoken a lot about and um, I know you have your thoughts on it and uh, you know a lot of people in the community are looking at what's going on in the market at the moment and freaking out that they'll never, ever be able to afford property and rightly so. Um, so how do you think about property given what you, you're doing in the equity space at the moment? I think everyone needs to stop wigging out a little bit. I think I've probably said this to you, the whole idea that the Australian dream is owning a home. You know, we could probably shoot a little bit higher. Like, it's obviously a very much uh, a security thing and I completely get that. And obviously, I want to own my own home someday. Mm. But I also acknowledge that it's become more... Uh, it's not necessarily an entitlement anymore. Like, you, it's, or it's not a luxury or an entitlement. But I think people don't need to feel obliged to own a house as soon as they can. But... To also be fair, uh, there hasn't been a way to invest and particularly with as much leverage as you get from a mortgage mm. until, well, like ever really. There still isn't. Like you can do margin loans, which are just completely fried. Mm. And then we come back to Equity Builder, which is <laughs> gives... Well, it, you, are, you brought it up there. But that's one of the reasons I don't feel so rushed into getting a house is that I'm doing all this investing that we've been talking about already. So I'm getting my own gains and I'm not missing out on anything I don't think. Like mm. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. If I wasn't investing in in these alternatives to property, then I would be like, holy moly, I need to get a property. Mm. Yeah. For, for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. But from like an emotional perspective, I don't feel in any rush to be living in my own home. Yeah. Mm. But that's partly to do with the fact I want to go overseas or move overseas and things like that. So I have the luxury of knowing that I don't want to own my own home for another few years because that might be when I come circle back anyway. So that gives me a lot of breathing room in terms of thinking that the market might have quietened down by then or hopefully will have. So I don't. I kind of look at it all and go, oh, this is crazy. But I also get a bit sick of the fetishization of property market in Australia and the pricing, and we do it a bit. Yeah, like yeah. I send you something and go like, 
oh my god, I can't believe it was four million, and then they got ten million, and yeah. all that sort of thing. Like it gets a little bit overwhelming, and I don't think it helps. I'm saying this as someone who's sweet with not doing it right now, but there's people out there who've probably been saving for X amount of years, mm. and then by the time they're ready to go, they need to save for that long again, if yeah. not more, just in order to buy it. Yeah, and I do like I do understand that, but it'd be so it's easy enough for me to be chill about it, mm. and also the age thing, like. I don't need to own my own home right now. I don't have a family and stuff like that. Or I, I that's how I feel mm. anyway. But yeah, I think if you can, if you're worried about it from a non-emotional sort of investing perspective, then just get stuck into the stock market mm. if, if, with the right time horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's funny how people think about leverage uh, when it comes to housing versus leverage in the stock market. Um, you know, people are willing to take out mortgages of, over a million bucks. There's stories now of people taking out mortgages so large that they will literally just never, kind of never yeah. pay it off mm. in their life. Mm. Um, yet you can take out a hundred grand and put it in the stock market, you know, if you can do it safely and, and do it the right way and yeah. um, still generate incredibly good returns over if a long, better. if not better, over yeah. a long period of time. Well, so, I think the, the annual, the compound annual growth rate of housing in Australia is 8% a year, which mm-hmm. is good, but it's like the stock market. It's just that. In Australia, we have one asset class that we allow you to leverage up to the eyeballs and yeah. nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine if you could take a mortgage out on bonds. Yeah. Like you might not get 8% a year, but like you do pretty well still. It's yeah. just leverage. It's, it's yeah. a mindset thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm the same and, and and we've spoken about it as well. Of course, we all want to own, own a home mm. and a lot of people out there do as well. But um, I think we're fortunate that we have been able to understand the power of the stock market and yeah. get putting our money to work right now and not have to think that the only way to build wealth is through the property market. So mm. uh, I think, yeah, if it's an important concept, I think, to try and understand. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of non-financial reasons that you want to own a home, like security. Yeah, and all yeah. That's that. what I mean and about I, emotional and yeah. then also financial reasons. Yeah, and I definitely resonate with those, like yeah. just the security of owning yeah. a place, like just not having some landlord being able to walk in and inspect Bob. and, you know, oh, Bob, yeah, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, from a purely financial perspective, I think everything you said is bang on. And that can one can lead to the other. Like if you can get yourself comfortable with the financial aspect, it will definitely alleviate some of the emotional mm. stress because you you'll know that you will be secure. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh, if I want to buy a house in five, three to five years, then I will have built up this hopefully a nice portfolio, yeah. and you can draw on it then. And that's a fine time to draw on the stock market mm. three yeah. to five years. Yeah. The saving for the deposit piece is crazy. Like you think about the appreciation of uh, house prices, the inflation pressures that we're now coming into and the fact that you probably need to save for like four plus years to get 20% deposit. You want to know another automated little thing that I'm doing though? <laughs> yeah. That? So yeah. the superannuation home, oh, yeah. first home saver scheme. Oh, yeah. Everyone needs to get around it, honestly. They've changed it to 50 grand now. So basically you just salary sacrifice up to 20 something a year you can. That's the maximum. Um, and then 15 of that per year can count towards a home deposit. So if you did 15 a year in three years, you're getting automatic 15% discount because of the tax. And then you can just draw on that 50 grand for, for a house deposit. Obviously, okay. these days, that's a fraction of a house deposit. When did they change that? It was 30 grand and then the budget this year made it 50. There you go. But anyway, that's I'll a no-brainer. To yeah, I might get you to show me how to do that. I looked into it before. I think I tried to figure out how to do it through my super provider, but you do it through the tax office, don't you? You you don't need to do anything except salary for sacrifice at this point. Yeah. You just uh-huh. 
whoever's paying you, well, you guys, if you pay yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. um, you, you just don't do that. Don't ask me to do that. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when the time comes, you just make an application to the tax office and then I think you need to action it within a year or something Like because you make the funds available to yourself and then you... Can you just put a lump 50 in? Uh, yeah, you could, but why would you do that? So <laughs> yeah, Just to well, catch up. You know, but that you mean pre or post tax? Pre, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be pre. It it's yeah, it's it fifteen be grand tax, maximum yeah, yeah. per year pre tax. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there'd be no reason to do it post tax because you've already been you taxed. Paid, yeah. But the thing is, you guarantee you, if you. The only reason you wouldn't do it is if you reckon you're going to get more than fifteen percent per year on it. Which good on you if you can do that. But this is a guaranteed fifteen percent, just because of the, yeah. the half tax. Well, the market was twenty eight percent last twelve months, so. True, but, you know, <laughs> no. hopefully we don't have a <laughs> pandemic every year for the next five years. Yeah, no, good point. Another little uh, another little secret coming out of you, Flynn, so um, <laughs> nice one. <laughs> well, look, we have taken a fair bit of your time, um, so very much appreciate you coming in and sharing your journey. I hope that, uh, you know, people were able to resonate and hear what you're having to say and, and relate it back to their journey as well, the way that you do go about stopping yourself spending money at the pub and just putting it all into stuff. It doesn't stuff. stop it, though. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't stop it. I do have a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, very much appreciate it and um, hopefully we can catch up again when um, you're looking at a property or some shit. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Good to be here. And everyone look up House Arrest on our... Yeah, true. <laughs> House Arrest. What's, what's, actually the, don't. what's the platform of choice? SoundCloud? I don't even know if it has a... I think we made a Facebook page. We did have a Facebook page. And well, you're yeah. about to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. how are people going to contact you if they want to book you? I think uh, they'll know. People who really don't you guys have know. Instagram, Twitter? I don't want to be your agent. I don't want to be fielding calls from DJs. Yeah, if you want us to play at your gig, Message Ren, he'll sort it out. Yeah, he's our PM. <laughs> All right, I now take 10%. So that whole they'll play for free, they'll now not play for we free. We get 10% of the free drinks. That's, that's why we play 20 uh, and I get invited to 10% of the party. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. No, good nice to be one. here. Thanks for having us, boys. Nice Thanks, Flynn. Thank you. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.